we need a government that can understand us. We need a president that feels the pulse of the ordinary Nigerian. We need somebody who can talk to us and we'll talk to him. We need somebody who understands what we feel. Nigeria might not have a free and fair election. Why is that? Well, insecurity is worse in the country than ever before. And today we have the former Colonel Hassan Stan Labo, you know, the former um, chief of staff for the Nigerian army under the Ministry of Defense. We have him here today to explain to us what the insecurity situation is in the country and how serious it is and what as a nation we can do. You're watching The Voice of the Youth, a show that aims to educate Nigeria's youth on the political landscape. Stay tuned. So thank you for coming on my podcast, Stan Labo. Please, um, I just wanted to speak to you about the current security state of Nigeria. I know the last time we spoke, you had told me how bad it was. What is the state of Nigeria yes, today? Well, um, I would say Nigeria today, from the last time we had our interview to now, um, not much progress has been attained or reached, I must say, because um, so far, uh, we're still experiencing high level of um, killings. Uh, citizens are, are more vulnerable. Fine, we'll be able to accede to one fact that just of late, within the last one or two months, the military has made some bold steps, has made some bold steps but um, it has not really achieved much on ground. So what steps has the military uh, made? And uh, if it's only been two months, why would there be, you know, quick, why would you expect sort of like better results uh, to, to have happened? Uh, I must be frank about this. The belligerents had taken the battle right to the doorstep of the politicians in Abuja. And the politicians have awakened to what we ordinary citizens have been complaining about. They now feel threatened, knowing that insurgents could step into the House of Assembly someday. They now feel threatened, knowing that insurgents could step right into the villa in a matter of days. The threats had become real, and it was no longer a matter of abandoning your village and go and stay in Abuja. Because why we have not been able to take the battle to the belligerents, they have taken it to us, they have taken it right to our capital, they have even informed our president that we are coming after you. So, so what's what does that, like in your view, what does that say about the political class that it, it, they, the only time when they were, they're going to react is when it affects them personally? What does that say the in political your view class, about the political, the political class has remained complacent. The political class had assumed a position of, well, we are on top of the situation. 
which is usual talk, not until now that we are beginning to see that they are now making some deliberate attempt to be on top of the situation, and they are yet to be anyway. The point is that. So go on, yeah. The point is that whatever level of seriousness to see being exerted now, if this had been the posture two, three years back, we wouldn't have been where we are today. So what steps have been made? It has become clear that the political strategic level of decision making is got to allow the military to do what it's supposed to do. The right orders had not been given in the past. The body language of the president had not shown that he really wants this battlefield. Rather than crushing insurgents on the battlefield, we are taking them prisoners of war. As we speak, we have over 70 or 80,000 insurgents taken as prisoners of war. Nigeria wastes its resources in feeding them on a daily basis, clothing and sheltering them. Mere waste of resources. These are people who should have been buried long ago. So there's, um, let's talk about the election, the 2023 election. Do you think that it will be a safe and fair election considering the insecurity, especially the insurgents in, in Northern Nigeria, even all the way down to Abuja, do you believe that this election is going to be safe? If you are talking about safety, I have my doubts. If you are talking about whether the election can hold, it will still hold because the people are bent on seeing an election holding. Fine, it will come with all its, what do you call it? Um, 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 disturbances, all the what have you, but the people are hell-bent on seeing an election hold because the people are hell-bent on getting a new government in place. So what do you then say to the average Nigerian that maybe they are skeptical about going to go out and vote because, you know, we hear about deaths during elections, even in during safe, safer times. Now with the insurgents, what do you say to those people that have a fear of going out to vote just because if the president isn't safe, you know, in Asso Rock, how do you expect the average Nigerian man, especially those in the North, to feel safe to go out and vote? I will advise the average and ordinary Nigerian on the street to be bold and be ready to take ownership of his country by stepping out to vote, change the government, bring in those you think can deliver for you. If you hesitate for any damn reason and remain at home without going to vote, you are only giving room for the ruling class or the present uh, administrators to remain in power and continue for yet another four years. And that will be doom for us. Some will say, you know, some will say, well, at least I will be alive. You know, at least I won't take by put myself at risk of of danger 
if I stay at home, right? They will counter what you've just said. What, what is your response to that? Go out there and vote. I'm talking out of a wealth of experience. Give a soldier a weapon, order him to shoot down a multitude of people approaching him. The more the crowd at a point, you ask yourself if you are doing the right thing. No soldier will go out there shooting down millions of people. We can't have another Sharpeville massacre on a Nigerian sword. It wouldn't happen. Besides, let me tell you something. The average soldier, the average policeman today in uniform understands the whole ball game playing out. That there is a class struggle. That some individuals are milking us in this country and keeping the rest of us down. That while the children of some individuals are graduating in universities in Europe and America, our own children are here roaming the streets and they've been out of school for seven months. Yet the people responsible for this are still turning around to access to their votes rather than burying their heads to shame. This awareness has gone down. <laughs> So I want to talk briefly about the NSARS protest and the Lekki massacres and also the massacres across the country, um, October 20th, 2020. Um, if anything, you know, it showed, especially the youth, that even when we do go out, we do, you know, fight for our rights and we're met with military combat from the government. Why then do we, should we feel protected can you, can you speak about the Lekki massacre? What, what are your views on what happened and how the youth sort of interacted with it? The Lekki, uh, Lekki massacre, which was all part of the NSAS, definitely was an outpour of the level of dissatisfaction of a larger component of our population which of course is made up of the youth, about 60%. It was a clear open government. We are not happy with the way you are governing us. We are not seeing any level of governance around and things have just got to be done the proper way. The youth did this, exhibited it in a very bold manner, speaking out to a generation that have completely messed up this country. That was just all. Tell me it was symbolic, yes, fine. Tell me it reflected realism, yes. It could be said to be symbolic. Symbolic in that um, it, it's a position of a larger component of our population size, and that is you. All those below 40, 60 percent. Sorry, it looks like the connection is quite bad. Okay, uh, sorry about that. The connection seemed to be yeah, bad. Right. But I, wanna, I do want to move on to the next question. What is your hope for uh, Nigeria when it comes to security for the next, at least leading up to the elections? What is your hope for the government? Uh, what do you think? Do you think that they can get the security, the insecurity under control, not just for themselves, but for the average Nigerian? Do you think they can actually make 
a difference in, in you know, in, in Buhari's last few months in office? We'll have what it takes to secure this country, be it whether for elections or whatever. Nigeria has got what it takes, all right? The, 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 the instruments of coercion in the hands of the government is enough for it to be able to deter any, any, any uh, untoward uh, 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 behavior from any angle. But if the government is not ready, because probably it might be part of or responsible, uh, show some form of, uh, 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 do I say, uh, complicity in the entire thing, then of course we begin to see as if the government cannot protect us. The government can protect us. What are we talking about? This is election time. If we need more policemen, all we need to do is pull out the bulk of policemen who are out there protecting VIPs, carrying handbags or wives of wives of our politicians, and so on. We withdraw all those ones to come and provide uh, uh, security at, at election uh, booths, and so on. All right? We've got enough military that can play the role of perimeter protection. They are not expected to be right at the booths, but they will play the perimeter protection, be right out there, blocking out all the inlet routes into the cities and so on, so that people cannot reinforce by way of weapons or whatever. We all know the role that security stakeholders play when it comes to election. And if each one plays its role very well, there will be no problem. So you, said, to you said something very interesting, uh, and I've heard this conspiracy for a little bit now. Uh, you said something about whether the government is involved or complicit in this insecurity. What are your <laughs> thoughts on claims that the government may be involved in the insecurity in Nigeria? And how would that involvement, yeah. what would that involvement be? Um, uh, we, we are no longer asking whether it's government complicit to the security situation in Nigeria, because all the facts are quite clear. No sovereign nation, I repeat, no sovereign nation that has gone into uh, a contract, a social contract to these people, has reflected in Section 42 to be of our constitution, to protect its people, avail, look, address its welfare issues, and of course, security. Those are the two bipods on which the social contract in the constitution rests upon. In our own case, find the welfare issue, we no longer talk about that. But security issue, like you know, is, 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 is rather uh, not sacrosanct, rather. Is sacrosanct and government cannot do anything about it but to provide it. In our own situation, we have a situation whereby the insecurity we face in the country has government's complicit involvement in it because they are involved in what is ongoing. It is no longer news to us how foreign Fulanis came into Nigeria. We have had El Rufai, the governor of Kampasi, 
said it several times. All right? How to the extent to which when they realize that, well, it appears we can no longer cope with what these guys are doing, since after all, the man who wanted to throw out Jonathan, who was a traitor, is already, has already thrown in the tower. So our invitation of the full and is now no longer serving purpose. Now advise them to go back and maybe bribe them with all the hundreds of billions they claim they, they, they offered them, they collected it, and yet they remain. Why? Because they have found Nigeria to be a land flowing with milk and honey. So those who invited them have lost control over them, and here we are all suffering. All what I am saying to you is in the public domain. There are no longer accusations. People have told us their own stories. How in an attempt to throw away Jonathan in case the, the government of PDP then was not ready to, you know, hand over the button, then they were going to make the country ungovernable. All these are statements that are well known to us all. As part of the attempt to make the country ungovernable, it also bring in these uh, foreign Fulanis, be they from Mali, Chad, Niger, from uh, the Maghreb region, and so on, okay, to come in and make the country ungovernable for us. However, like God Almighty, who does not sleep, Jonathan congratulated the president even before the last word was mentioned concerning the election results. However, words had already gone out to these guys to come in and they were already flying, flowing into the country, coming in through your, 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 your borders and so on. All right? Coupled with what is rumored to be a grand plan to have some Islamic uh, uh, nation of Nigeria or whatever and so on, all sorts of stories that came in now to fit into a grand uh, situation that was already on ground, like I didn't explain. I also aware that we have had confessional statement from the governor of Kaduna, how attempts were made to placate this Fulanese to go back, how he even went out of the country to meet them, and so on. All these are in the public domain. There's nothing I'm saying here that is new, unless somebody wants to claim it does not know. All these are in the public domain. All right? So now here we are, those who brought them in, are disenchanted with them. If you've been following comments from Europa, he is terribly annoyed with Fulanis and so on because they have really messed things around. None of all those who came together to agree that these guys should come in is today happy with the situation because things have turned the other way around. All right? And it is also things that have turned the other way around also seems to, 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 to fall in line with the rhetorics out there concerning some grand plan for an Islamic state. So here we are. But you also just here said that, you also just said that we can take control of, especially with the, in the next few months. And I, I've asked this question and I've, you've answered it, but I want to ask this question again. Why do you feel that nothing was done? If something can be done and it looks like something will be done in the next few months leading up to the election to ensure we have a safe election, why is it taking too much time to get the Fulani 
out of the country to make, to make sure the country is safe and secure, they're not insecure anymore? Oh, well, ask the Amasa Subrodan. Uh, if they had wanted these guys out, as far as I'm concerned, if only they have allowed the military, the Nigerian military, I know, which I know has the capacity to flush these guys out of our, 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 our territory, our territory, they could have done it long. All right? And that is why a good, the ordinary Nigerian on the streets craves for a new government. We need a government that can understand us. We need a president that feels the pulse of the ordinary Nigerian. We need somebody who can talk to us and we'll talk to him. We need somebody who understands what we feel. We can no longer, they have barely a few moments. So when at times some journalist tells you, what is your advice to the government? Who are you advising? My only advice is hurry up, pack your load. That's just the only advice I can give. Advise him for what to do what again. Somebody who has not acted since eight years, seven years, is it five years, five months or six months ago, you're advising him to do what? To do what? Fair enough. Thank you so, so much. So my dear, um, the point is that... Um, no, sorry, please continue. Yeah, the point is that, um, look, <laughs> uh, election can be made safe and they, they have no option that to make the election safe. They have no option. This country must survive because this country is bigger than each and every one of us, irrespective of whatever it is. All right. Thank you so much.